Oh, hey, I didn't see you come in. Thanks. Welcome to Joyous Eclectic, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the <laughs> interesting, and all sorts of music. <laughs> Let's get to it. I guess you're not welcoming you back from anything. We didn't go anywhere, but the theme song exists. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. When, anyways, it's fine. The theme song is a break. It's kind of a. What have you been listening to this week? Well, before I say that, I had a thought today. That what was your thought today? It's very unrelated to music, um, but uh-huh. it's just fun. So here it goes. And I might, I might do it at some point. To so there's a game called The Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask what? that we've talked about before. Uh, on here and we've mentioned it and in that game you're constantly fighting time because Mm -hmm. the moon is coming and crashing down on the earth well big angry uh, face moon yeah and it looks really mean and stuff so it's always getting closer and closer and closer my idea was print out just slightly different sized moons of that moon (laughs) and then like throughout a month Every day at my desk at work, just paste a slightly bigger picture. <laughs> like, take okay. off the last one, put the next one. Oh, it's so actually take off the one. Uh, yeah, just right. Stack them on top of each other. Yeah, <laughs> so that it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually, someone's like, "Whoa, what's going on with that moon? It's crashing down." It really like and it would only be funny month, to like two people that know the game. <laughs> here's, what, here's what you need to do, though. Yeah, what you need to do is like do that until somebody goes, "Whoa, what's up with that moon?" And then you go, "That's no moon," and you tear it down, and there's a Death Star behind it. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, which only? Oh man, I. It's it's not relevant at all right now. But one of my favorite YouTube videos is. Um, Tim Russ explains Star Wars Day, and I don't know if I've ever shown it to either of you guys, no. but it's Tim Russ from Star Trek Voyager explaining Star Wars Day, May the 4th, but incorrectly on purpose. Oh, perfect. And it's mm. wonderful. And when, uh, and, uh, and then they say, that's no moon. That's a death ball. <laughs> <laughs> and like just a lot of... it's. I'm going to show it to you guys after we're done tonight. It's oh, one wonderful. of my favorite things on the internet. So what I've been listening to this week... <laughs> goodness gracious i actually brought it up two weeks ago and then i was like let me go back and listen to just a little bit more of this and (laughs) then got it stuck in my head for a week straight so it's john mann big band which i talked (laughs) about last time and or not last time i barely brought them up two weeks ago when i actually talked about something else but i listened to one other of their songs and then the rest of their songs and there's only eight of them it's two eps that are like four songs each or it's two volumes of things whatever mm-hmm. um and i i showed it to matt too matt how would you explain the the genre exactly because it's not like it's not big band swing jazz it's definitely not all. big band in the traditional sense of you know loud bombastic horn yeah. instruments it's more like funk it's funk big band i guess there's there's a lot of horns involved and stuff like that but there's actually like really funky complex rhythms going on yeah and some just some really good ear candy in the mix there it's probably i'd say like 16 members or so yeah would you say something like that um pianos saxophones trumpets a lot of sax and trumpet 
Um, it's like, so yeah. good. So I okay. I would say my favorite is still Hold Music, the song called Hold Music. Um, but also, but the one I'll stick in here and mention is Baby Carrots. Which is the title track for the well, not title track, but it's whatever the kids is really good. Um, but it just a, a side mention as well that we thought was really funny. And Chad, you asked us about this when you saw that this was playing on my um, Spotify thing because you follow me because we're real friends. <laughs> real friends. Hey, I showed so I showed Matt John Man Big Band, mm-hmm. and Matt said, "Hey, check out what's in the fans also like section." And the number one was. Shrek is love, uh, yes. which is an internet meme of various sorts. Well. And we're like, what in the world would this even be? And at the same time, Matt and I started listening to it and then chatted each other because we work together and stuff. And we're like, oh, it's actually really, really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to which a little while after that, I'm sure I texted them both. It was like, so I need you to tell me about this real quick because I see you're listening to this and I don't know what it is. So, yeah, Shrek is love. Again, another very small amount of music on Spotify. Uh, they got, I think, like two six volumes songs, of uh, six yeah. songs or so, but mm-hmm. they're all super good. They're yeah. like R and B, like uh, electronica, yeah, kind of funky. Again, yeah, again, really funky stuff. <laughs> like a lot more keyboard heavy and stuff like that. But I mean, not related songs. to the YouTube videos. All, <laughs> no, not related not to the YouTube all. videos, but all the songs are about Shrek and some oh, really? yes, The so, content wow. is all about Shrek. The song I'm going to play right now is Lord Farquaad. But to be king. I need one thing, marriage to a princess, oh yes, see her like And that was Lord Farquaad, uh, just a little bit of it, just to, to give a little taste. Uh, yeah, it's... And it's literally about Lord Farquaad and his, like, adventure, his part in the movie Shrek. Yeah, and from his perspective of, like, mm-hmm. I'm just a short guy, blah, 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 but it's real funky and groovy, and there's a song about Fiona, and one about this is my swamp, and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a silly Excuse old time. You, this is my swamp. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen this in so long. So yeah, that's what I've been listening to, among lots of other things. Yeah, very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a kind of a fun musical weekend experience. Just a quick story that I wanted to share because I thought you guys would find this funny. <laughs> so uh, this Saturday, I went to this kind of Oktoberfest thing, and you know there was beer and food and stuff like that. But they had a live band play, and they they were good. They were like a, a cover band. I mean, it's you know Spring Hill. Tennessee, there's not a whole lot of great <laughs> bands around, but uh, these guys were good for a cover band. They did like all your cover staples, I guess. But um, the lead they singer, dared, they dared to do all of my all cover of yours. staples. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I use standard size <laughs> everything, staples. Everything so that's pretty party easy. They, <laughs> yes, they did. Hey, look at you remembering words. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but uh, they. They were good. They didn't have a keyboard player, and they did a lot of songs that really heavily relied on the keyboard, mm-hmm. like "Don't Stop Believing." Oh, and wow! Like, yeah. So they just kind of went without the lead parts on a lot of songs. Interesting. Um, and both the guitarists really knew how to play, but they skipped guitar solos in a lot of the songs that required guitar solos. Hmm. Which I'm still trying to figure that out. I guess they didn't want to take just the time not to learn very them. good. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they were like they they were hitting some like they knew how to play. And I think yeah. they could have done those solos. I guess maybe they just, just didn't want to learn them. Guys. <laughs> but the the one that really got me going was the lead singer because he had this method. Like I'd say, 
one out of every three songs he would like when he was singing the lyrics he like okay so for example they did stacy's mom yeah and got a video of that one. Oh yeah you said that i didn't watch that but <laughs> i need so to. like it, yeah so they started doing stacy's mom and he sings you know the first part stacy can i come over like what just after school yeah <laughs> so gotcha. he sings that and then the second part like the the pre-chorus he jumps up an entire octave and sings <gasps> that in the highest like the Ooh, next highest octave mistakes. and then the second <laughs> verse so then he like then the chorus goes and he sings that normally then the second verse comes on and he sings it two octaves no! higher like as high as he possibly can in falsetto the entire time and i just why wa- I don't know, <laughs> but he did that like one out of every three songs. Oh. Like mostly it was normal, but then the occasional like just completely jump up an octave. Like he didn't harmonize with himself. He was the only singer, but like he didn't harmonize. Yeah. He didn't do like a third or a fifth higher. He just went the complete octave higher. Goodness. And he could mostly hit those notes, but yeah, there was but, no reason to do yeah, that. Yeah, but I can hit a lot of notes that still don't sound good. <laughs> and like as a cover band, you're also kind of trying to do songs people will sing along with if they want to, mm-hmm. which I mean, that's still a song people would sing along with. But if you're singing up there, nobody like people who don't sing and know to take it down the octave and just sing it in their own range <laughs> mm-hmm. would just be like, ah, well, I'm, right. I'm out. I don't <laughs> like, know what's happening anymore. Yeah, tap out. <laughs> so that was an interesting experience, but I, th- I thought it was funny. I was, I, I recorded a few songs, like just videos, but my friends that I was with were talking in the background. So oh. I kept telling them to shut up. But yeah, they didn't. the the video you sent, like all I heard was something about not having to date another boy or something, and I was yeah. like, I I watched your video and I'm like, I see what you're getting at, but also the conversation that was happening around you. I think I was also like 15 or 16 like samples of beer oh, yeah. by that point, so I didn't there. I totally didn't even watch the video that I had recorded. I, was just like, I am Here it is. Stacey's mom. <laughs> um. But yeah, that was fun. So uh, this week I was listening to, uh, I don't know if you guys know Julian Leach. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, he and um, Chris Eldridge mm-hmm. from the Punch Brothers uh, last year recorded an album together. It was their second album that they've done. Um, they're both fantastic guitar players. Yeah. You might know Chris Eldridge of the Punch Brothers mm-hmm. uh, plays guitar for them. Julian um, Leach is like a child prodigy. Yeah, like, he uh, he's, he's an extremely genius guitarist. Who I mean, I I have like just watching him is crazy, or listening to him is like, insane. Like I looked him up on Wikipedia at some point, and he literally was like a professor of jazz studies mm-hmm. at the age of fifteen. And he's he's ridiculously young. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Goodness. But he's, he's, he's only couple... three years older than I am. Is he really? Yeah. I didn't know he was that young. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like yeah, maybe late thirties. Yeah, I know it's crazy. I know it's wild. Wow. <laughs> he's eight. <laughs> so an eight-year-old guitar prodigy. No, he's he's older than that. <laughs> um, but yeah, they so those two recorded a couple albums together. But I was listening to their most recent one earlier. What is it called? It's Mount something. Yeah, uh, Mount Royal. Yeah, is that M- it? Mount Royal. Mount Royal. Um, it's a it's a seriously good like. For, especially for the season that we're getting into right now, yeah. uh, it's it's bluegrass, like folk kind of countryish, but it's just them two on acoustic guitars mm. for the majority of the album. Um, it's mostly instrumental, but a couple of songs have vocals, uh, very like traditional bluegrass vocals, and Chris Eldridge is singing. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely one of those records. If you're looking for like a good folky acoustic thing to get into for the upcoming fall season, I highly recommend it because it it's good. Right up it's my alley. Top tier guitar playing. Yeah, it, for sure. it's super good, and like the harmonies are very non traditional. Like it's got definitely yeah. got a lot of jazz influence. And, Interesting. But it, it and it's not always like one person's strumming chords and the other person is doing lead. There's, there's, there's a lot of parts where yeah. they both yeah. take lead, but mm-hmm. like one of them is still holding like enough of the the bass, you know, yeah. chord progression. They're too. good at like spreading out the, the mm-hmm. frequency spectrum. So it's not like they're stepping on each other's toes or anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's, it's very entertaining and mm-hmm. it, it it's not like a dry album at all. I mean, a lot of like more acoustic stuff tends to get kind of dry after a while, but yeah, yeah this one keeps you on your heels mm-hmm. the whole time. It's very fun. Yeah, I think it popped up on my Discover Weekly, like, I don't know, some point in the last year. Hmm. And that's that's the only reason I found out about it at all, because, like, I didn't know anything about them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's cool when you see, like, those two musicians, or two musicians like that that you wouldn't have known otherwise ever work together. Yeah. And then you see, like, oh, they got a whole album together. <laughs> that's yeah. always cool to see. I mean, that's kind of like, I guess, uh, uh, family fiction family when randomly it's like mm-hmm. wait a minute john foreman from switchfoot and chris <laughs> teeley from punch brothers and nickel creek no it's not chris teeley. Sorry, 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 sorry sorry i'm so sorry it's um <laughs> yeah. uh sean watkins from nickel creek mm-hmm. uh have a project together and you're like what these guys cool <laughs> <laughs> like i they don't run in any circles that together that i'm aware of but mm, apparently they do yeah. so there you go so yeah been cool to. um really the only like i've been kind of all over the map um but i for the most part, have been listening to Stardew Valley soundtrack a lot. My wife's my wife is usually playing through some part of it. Like she'll either be starting another playthrough or like just grinding a new farm into the ground with like how productive she is. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, so Does she, she socialize with everybody in the game? Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No. She she usually has a pretty good rapport with everybody, mm-hmm. and then she also is being productive on the farm. She really likes the animals specifically. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, that's that's go out to the farm. Today, pretty lucrative. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was farm, really funny. Um, uh, Ashley's cousin's husband Kenny, who I've actually brought up on the podcast a couple of times, um, he's got like a kind of farm. They live out in, in uh, Bethpage, Tennessee cool. and have like a little farm or vegetable garden that's like, well, it's a big vegetable garden as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. Um, but they've got a big kind of farmland and stuff. That's not what he does. But I saw I was on the Switch the other day and I saw he was playing Farming Simulator. I was like, oh. <laughs> that's so great. Not like, enough of it in your real life, huh? <laughs> it's funny. It's, it's funny that people do that because like, yeah, it's the same reason I guess people play The Sims right. and just make Dude, their own lives. Yeah. Dude, those, those kind of games are always this funny thing for me where it's like, I'm doing work. <laughs> yeah. Like, what I'm doing in this game is just work. Like, I think yeah. part of it is the fact that it's productive and you yeah. know, like, if I do this, I will get results. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, things it's a very reward response kind of right, thing. Right, exactly. Like, and that dopamine of like, I did something and yeah. I got something good for and it. And in nice. real life, it's like, I am going to work on this project. Five hours later, I got nothing done and I have more questions than I have answers. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, like, exactly. It, it, it's a very quick uh, reward response. But yep. yeah. Um, yeah, so <laughs> a, lot of times, a lot of times if she's playing that game or something and I'm just at home, uh, I'll like grab 
an electric guitar or something and, and not plug it in or anything, but just sit on the couch with her and just kind of like play the themes uh-huh. along with, cause they change often enough. Like it's not the same thing happening constantly right. and they sort of come in and out. So there's a lot of different things you can kind of play around with and, I've thought about not impl- all like super diatonic. They'll kind of move around. Keep, stuff, keep so. an eye out. I've thought about implementing some of those songs in the thing that I'm working on for that oh, other yeah. thing. So if you come across any, let me know. I will definitely let you know. That other thing. That other thing. That other thing. <laughs> yeah, no, but the, the songs are really fun, and yeah. I, I keep getting like certain ones stuck in my head. Where and it's hard to like find them again because I don't know the names of them at all. Because uh-huh. it's just like I know them from her playing it, and I know them from when I played it, but I don't know the names. It's of all it, on so. Spotify. I actually just followed it. Is, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Concerned nice. Ape is mm-hmm. the guy who made those games and like did all the soundtrack and everything. He did everything for that game. I don't know if you've like looked into that at all, but it's just yeah. like one guy who really liked the Harvest Moon games <laughs> and just <laughs> made like the best version of Harvest Moon. Uh, by himself, it is wild. How There's much work so he much depth, like because I played. I've got like 85 hours or so in it, and I'm only in like year two of oh, the game yeah. or something ridiculous. Oh, like. There's, you can get way in depth in it. Yeah. But then, like, was watching some stuff online and just all this stuff that, like, you can spend a billion hours in it and still be uncovering new little secrets. Where, like, if you happen to do this, 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 and this, this other room unlocks and does this yeah. neat thing. And I don't know. That's just cool when people yeah. put all these little secrets in places mm-hmm. for you to mess around with. Yeah, it's a neat game. It's a lot of fun. I think when we did, talked about video game soundtracks, my wife did that one as a listener submission. Mm-hmm. I remember that. It is good. It's a good time. Indeed. But yeah. You want to get into the topic? Let's do it! We're doing it! Fight, fight! We sort of teased this last time because we did space last time. We thought about doing them as one topic. One topic, so much space, Final Frontier, and <laughs> chaos, but we ended up splitting them up. So the last time we did space, this time we're going to do the opposite of that, which is just a lot of not space and a lot of <laughs> chaos. Uh, the ocean, some would say. Um, mm. hmm. Yeah, actually, the ocean works really well for, in that whole like metaphor because the, the ocean was for a long time considered to be like this uh, visualization of chaos or like this uh, huh. metaphor for that. Um, it was thought of a very chaotic Interesting. A lot of times in the Bible, actually, if you see something like uh, where it's like, and the sea will be no more, it's not that he's actually going to get rid of the sea. It's right. that the the aspect of chaos that it represented will be no more. Interesting. Anyway. Which is funny because now I think we think of it as like the wide depths and like all this right. yeah. like open space. I mean, it's equivalent to, you know, space up in the sky space, except yeah. for just mm-hmm. under us. Yeah. Just also very kinda, unexplored. <laughs> yeah. And very scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess but you I, could think of it as like, you know, there's no room to breathe in the ocean. Yeah. Whereas yeah. there's no room to breathe in space either, but like <laughs> for opposite yeah. reasons, I guess. For opposite reasons. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Same with music, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That was a whole long rant about <laughs> nothing at all, but it's fine. We're talking about chaos and yeah. like things and songs that are really chaotic or just songs in general, bands in general that are fairly chaotic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can go ahead and like kind of start us off with this. Um, because, you know, there are some bands that just, like, can do this really well and make it really approachable. There's some bands that don't do it super well but still are very chaotic. And sometimes there's whole genres that are very chaotic. Like, right. a lot of metal and hardcore and, and some, like, hardcore jazz stuff can be very chaotic and very, like, unapproachable. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially for people who don't care about it to begin with. It's just like, this just sounds like noise. And that's kind of what my first mm. example is of. Um it's from a band called The Sound of Animals Fighting, which was this kind of like hardcore, uh, hmm, 
not hardcore, hardcore <laughs> uh, super group from like the mid two thousands or whatever of a lot of a lot of different musicians from several different bands. Uh, Anthony Green was kind of the instigator of a lot of it with uh, a couple of the guitar players from like RX Bandit, and uh, their music was very all over the place. Like the sound of Animals Fighting is kind of the perfect name for the band and for them all to have like animal identities. Right. It really does sound like people are kind of fighting with each other the way it was recorded and everything. Um, but this is a song called Act Two, uh, All is Ash or Light Falling or the Through. the Light Shining Through. Light it. Shining Through it. I I'm just reading it off. Thing. So yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's a really long title. No, um, Parker knows it. But no. this, so this album is like split up into a lot of different tracks. There's like four actual songs, and then the like tracks in between them all are called interludes. And they just are like really weird, noisy instrumental tracks, which are really cool. Like I still like those a lot too. Uh, but even the the actual like structured songs that they have are still fairly chaotic. And this is a section from that song that is ordered. There is a sequence to it that's happening, but it sounds really crazy. There's two like main guitar parts that are playing this really like similar line but they're moving in opposite directions and they're always dissonant mm. there's no consonants to it and then there's this like weird noodly line that kind of happens in the middle of all of that that's just kind of doing all of whatever mm-hmm. and the drums are keeping it all fairly together and then but it, it's there's obviously an order to it because they start that section and in that section at the same time it just sounds kind of crazy so this is that section <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> arguably maybe why a lot of people don't like metal and stuff. No, hundred percent. Like I get it. Yeah, I, I, I. So that that specific section of that song took a long time to kind of grow on me because right. I like this band as a whole. Yeah, that section's not what all of their music sounds like. But when you hear that by itself, for a lot of people, it's gonna be like, God, why would you listen to that? That's terrible. But this band does something. This band does that really well, I think, mm-hmm. where they have those sections that are very chaotic and very unapproachable, but they bookend it with like very approachable, very ordered and like somewhat mm-hmm. uh, easier to approach sections of yeah. songs. Coming into this discussion, I was wondering how much of a role dissonance would play in chaos because I couldn't piece together why why something that's dissonant like that you know dissonance for those who might be unaware is just when notes are far apart from each other when it, it doesn't sound settled it or doesn't sound so resolved close together, yeah, right. or, yeah or they're so close together <laughs> uh-huh. uh like a first to a minor second or mm. something like that why why does that mean chaos because i mean some of mine i'm talking about too are based in in that mm-hmm. same realm like how does why does that mean chaotic is it because it's it's unsettling because it's not resolved so uh, here's i'll take a a broad approach that'll also narrow down um onto that or my answer to that question at least as far as i would answer that was redundant um coming into this my understanding of chaos in music is more or less like 
what all stuff is happening that's distracting from like can you are you able to pay attention to the things that you're trying to pay attention to yeah. how many things are going on that are fighting for your attention yeah mm-hmm. and i think discordance or dissonance means that there's more than one thing fighting for your attention in that sense even if they're doing like the same motion like those two guitars mm-hmm. right. pan left and right yeah. they're both moving at the same like whatever they were doing but because the notes don't like actually harmonize with each other in a pleasant way yeah it's yeah. it's one of, like you should listen to it at some point with headphones on because it is yeah. literally like every interval they hit is a dissonant interval but yeah. i'm sure if you listen to just one side or the other it's probably playing a pretty regular melody sure. but if the other one harmonized with it it would feel like it was one thing going together mm-hmm. but the dissonance that's there makes it sound like two separate things that like well a funny thing so my mom um so i was a missionary kid in in europe my mom prior to me was a missionary kid in australia when her family moved to australia when she was like four um, they specifically worked with Aboriginal people for mm-hmm. about four or five years and they would like sing songs with them and stuff. And in singing those songs, the Aboriginal people were like, uh, why are you singing a different song from us right now? Oh, well. and they're like, we're, we're not, we're singing the same song. I'm just mm-hmm. harmonizing. And they're oh, like, yeah. no, why are you yeah. singing a different song? Like, yeah. cause oh, that's wow. just not a thing yeah. in their culture yeah. is just everybody sings in unison sure. and that kind of thing. I, I So, which is super interesting to think about that. So in the same way, we're used to certain harmonies that do sound good. Yeah. But well, um, and even that, yeah. like I, so much of that is just perception and, and cultural right. like decision of, cause we all in, in a like broad sweeping statement, particularly in America and most of Western Europe have the Western European like ideals of what music sounds like, like yeah. the 12 tone scale based uh, entirely out of classical stuff yeah, from yeah. like starting in the 1400s, 100%, or whatever, yeah, like sure. the Baroque period and on, like mm-hmm. that's just what we think of as the standard of music. Um, but then you have like Indian music and a lot mm-hmm. of East Asian music that all is based on like completely different scales. And a lot of East Asian music specifically is more like pentatonic based or Indian music has a lot of like semitones and like mm-hmm. uh, notes that don't fit into our like 12 note scale. And so their perceptions of like what can harmonize with each other mm-hmm. uh, is going to be totally different. And I think most of the time when you see people like I enjoy that song because the dissonance doesn't bother me, but it right. doesn't bother <laughs> me because I've exposed myself to it for so long. Sure. Yeah. And I've listened to enough music where the dissonance is what makes the resolution so good that I now have a more, a, a better appreciation of like, this is dissonant and that's uncomfortable, but I'm okay with it because more than likely it's going to lead to something good. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. another, in the same kind of way, I have two different thoughts on this. Uh, in, in another way there rhythmic dissonance is a thing like polyrhythms mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. where there's certain polyrhythms that we're pretty much fine with like a three over four kind of thing where like those fit into each other pretty well they you know it'll be off tempo for a little bit and it'll come together they pretty, line up fairly regularly yeah they line up pretty well and all that kind of stuff i, I remember hearing um african music yeah siri <laughs> just thought i t- Siri, I'm not talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. All right, whatever. Uh, (laughs) That was just funny. Hearing African music where the music itself, it felt like to me they were playing multiple different songs at the same time. They Mm. just didn't overlap. And like in my mind, I I mean, I was like probably 16 at the time or something. I wasn't sure if the people that were playing weren't doing a good job because they didn't know how to play Mm. and like weren't lining stuff up. But no, it was that like their polyrhythms are way crazier and more complicated than what I'm used to in the same way that like 
that the harmonies thing to those Aboriginal folks mm-hmm. was just unheard of. Well, it's it's yeah. hard to like separate your mind from matching up, like you know, because right. to, to you and to me, that doesn't match up. Right. You know, it never it never goes the way that that we wanted to because our ears so used to the Western yeah. music culture. Yeah. Whereas to them, they they probably don't even think of it in terms of matching up. It's just how be. their music yeah. works. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is just completely fundamentally different. One. Mm-hmm. So the other thought that I had too, um, to answer or not to answer the original question, but just a thought on your original question. Uh, Adam Neely has a video. It was mm-hmm. him doing a presentation somewhere or whatever on like the rhythm of harmony or something along those lines where he takes an interval. So it's like a major third or maybe mm. it's a fourth mm. or fifth or something like that. It was a major third. I remember that. So, which is bum, bum, wait, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <My bad. laughs> Sorry, music teachers. Bum, bum. So those two notes together and slows them down so much that they're just the waves of yeah. like, yeah, they become, yeah, the they become more like beats. Yeah. Yeah. And their actual interval is a two to three frequency rate. Okay. So slow down, they sound like or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a three over two kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, a three over two kind yeah. of thing. So it's actually like there's fundamentally things about those notes that sound good together because they're their frequencies mm-hmm. just line, line up, up that and are line nice. Up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the and he took some other ones that are like, you know, cordant sounds so that sound good together like uh perfect fourth or a perfect fifth or whatever and then mm-hmm. some that sound a little bit weirder and then he took like two arbitrary like just 16 against seven or something like that and then sped them up to being notes it sounds awful yeah, <laughs> yeah. because those just don't line up sounds at all yeah. super dissonant yeah well, and i mean i think at that point you're just getting into like humans at a, at a fundamental level like these things yeah. because yeah. there's math <laughs> yeah. underneath yes. it that makes it make sense yeah. like which is a weird thought to think so but weird. i mean yeah. like when you're dealing with something that is a result of like a frequency mm-hmm. or a timing rhythmic kind of thing and then you assign note i don't know it's yeah. there's a lot of like <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness this is so deep <laughs> like yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. i guess it, so I think all that's super interesting. As far as like mm-hmm. actual like, chaos in music, yeah, a lot of mine did come back to just how many things are fighting for my attention mm-hmm. at the same time. Because I mean, pop music, for example, there's lots of things happening. We talked about ear candy. I think like that's mm-hmm. the you would think with something with lots of ear candy, so many things are fighting for your attention, but they purposefully mask those things in mm-hmm. all the spaces. And yeah, there's a lot of things correct. going on, but it's like they're just they're all helping the main focus point, which is the vocals mm-hmm. in that case, as opposed to chaotic music or whatever. Like, I mean that, that we just listened to too, where you've got a, it's kind of like if you're trying to see an optical illusion and you can either see like the old lady in the picture mm-hmm. yeah. or the young lady, you know, looking the other way, whatever that one is, or like the rabbit or the duck, yeah. like you can't ever see the rabbit and the duck at the same time. And so some of those things, it's hard to like, immediately sit back and take the whole thing in all at once Mm -hmm. until you've heard it a lot of times or whatever well i think there's a difference between like filling in space of a song and and a song being just pure chaos right where like i think that especially in pop music like mainstream pop music that has to do more with the mix and the way that each instrument is sitting and how how like how much of your ear is taking whatever part it might be in. Like, you know, a lot of songs tend to have way too much bass. And so that, that space is completely filled in to the point where it becomes like, 
a wash. <laughs> yeah, it becomes a wash. Uh, whereas, you know, filling in space to a song, I mean, that goes back to even like Roots blues music is, you know, the, it, we were talking about this the other week. Yeah. When a guitar just fills in the walking empty around. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make the song chaotic. It just means it's filling in space. But if they were doing it at the same time, like if it was, I'm walking around oh, yeah. at yeah. the same yeah. time, like yeah. that would be it. Then your ear wouldn't know what to listen to. It'd yeah. be like the rabbit or the duck. Like garbage. It's a lot of this yeah. like discordance mm-hmm. between the things. Like, again, like you're saying, like they're fighting for your attention as opposed mm-hmm. to all sort of helping one part stand out. And a lot of that even ha- just has to do with the tone of the things. Yeah. yeah. So like super distorted, really jangly guitars like that aren't going to sound super cohesive with one another when they're both doing somewhat lead, somewhat similar frequency mm-hmm. range stuff, yeah. as opposed to like, well, this is a bass and it's just got that really low <laughs> frequency range and it sits really nicely right here. And then we've got like a really warm guitar tone here that's doing rhythm stuff and a really jangly lead tone that's kind of sitting above that. So then mm-hmm. it, there's like this separation yeah, there I meant to bring that up. There were like three guitars yeah. going yes, on in that 100%. song. Yes, 100%. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> like the two like really noodling. discordant parts and then one just noodling <laughs> this weird line yeah. that doesn't seem to have a pattern. Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on there. Um, uh, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i go ahead and hit the second one, or the, my first example, which I, I feel like this is the what I this is my go-to with Chaos, I feel like, because it was kind of in the design of the band, which isn't, I guess, a full band. It's a similar type situation. So it's the Goat Rodeo Sessions, oh, yeah. which is Chris Teeley, Yo-Yo Ma, Edgar Meyer, and Stuart Duncan. Uh, if you know who any of those people are, then you probably know who some of the other ones are if you don't know who any of them are. <laughs> that's fine, too. <laughs> yeah, right. If you only so, know one of them, it was probably Yo-Yo Ma. Yeah, maybe Chris <laughs> Teeley, but yeah. Um, so yeah, Yo-Yo Ma is a famous cellist. He is like the cellist, pretty much. Mm, yeah. um, that's the most He's famous. Got that market lockdown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's riding in his limos and everything. Holding his Stradivarius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Goat Rodeo Sessions, the reason it's called that, it's just an album of the four of them plus uh, Eofi, something, I don't know her name, singing on, she sings on one or two songs that we've talked about before, actually. And the go, a, a Goat Rodeo is apparently when there's like so much going, it's like impossible or nearly impossible to get all these pieces lined up all at once. It's like wrangling goats. Um, and a- apparently Chris Teeley heard it from a pilot who was like, yeah, doing such and such. I mean, it's like a goat rodeo where <laughs> you're just trying to put all these pieces together all at the same time. Like, like herding cats. Yeah, herding cats, like barely, mm-hmm. you know, everything hanging together all the same time, but like you're pulling it off still. And so that's sort of the idea. There's only four of them in this group, but the the stuff they're playing is like all kind of fighting for your attention at the same time, Mm -hmm. but working still towards a a one main purpose where there Mm -hmm. is something to pay attention to. I actually remember the first time I listened to it and I was like, nah, I'm good. seems (laughs) like it's complicated for the sake of complicated. Yeah. And it's interesting because I'm curious. I wish I could go back and listen to it again and just hear what I was hearing then because now as I'm listening to it, like I can hear the focal point, but the other things really are just barely not detracting from it. And the goat rodeo aspect, I think, is more in their like the ability to play all these things and not get completely lost in the weeds. Yeah, <laughs> more so even than the ability to listen and not get lost in the weeds. But there's still something to be said for when listening to it. It's like, whoa, what's all that going on? Yeah. Um, so yeah, this song we're gonna listen to is Quarter Chicken Dark, and we're just gonna listen to a little segment of that.
So yeah, that's that. That's sexy. <laughs> have Matt, you listened mm-hmm. to Goat Radio, right? Oh yeah. Chad, yeah. have you listened to them at all? Uh, off and on. Like I've seen a few videos from like cool. those sessions and stuff. But I think really. the 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 chaos from a song like that comes more from the fact that there is so much going on, and it is all like you said, it's all fighting for your attention, mm-hmm. as opposed to you know, uh, sound of animals fighting. That's like, everything's, it, it's a song. It's a cohesive like song and it's got a rhythm to it and everything's in the rhythm. It's just that guitar distance is what's <laughs> yeah. making you go like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Whereas all the notes in this do, there's a couple songs that are kind of like, yeah, for a little bit of it. But most of the time, I mean, all the notes go together well and there's a lot of yeah. like counter melodies too, yeah. where like the first fiddle violin, whatever is playing. And then the cello is going. It's like doing a little moving up and like they're crossing paths a little bit. Yeah, like the melodies jumping between instruments kind of around. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Also, if it wouldn't be for Chris Teeley's like a constant yeah. percussive yeah. mandolin playing like he tends to do that song would probably sound a lot more crazy you know? yeah it's kept grounded thanks to that yeah that percussion yeah and that's something i feel like we'll see in some other of the songs that we'll talk about too where it's just like <laughs> really the rhythmic element helps tie together a lot of the weird other yeah. stuff that's going on because yeah. yeah honestly that was because the first song on that album attaboy is the one that i think is most or the mandolin is holding the rhythm stuff together, but also then does some stuff where he keeps playing through the beginning of the next bar mm-hmm. and then falls oh, into place. Yeah. So yeah. it makes it sound like it's in like weird time signatures mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. There's really not. It's yeah. just, he happens to be doing some weird stuff every once in a while. Yeah. And it gets confusing. <laughs> and my yeah. little, little brain just can't handle it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like you're, you're listening to it and then you feel like they're, they're just going on some other path or direction, yeah. but then it's like, it pulls you back in mm-hmm. and you're like, no, we're, we're here. We're normal. Yep. Everyone knows what they're doing. I mean, they're all master musicians, yeah. so yeah. they should. It's, I, I, I feel like, like there always has to be just something that can hold you in a little bit where mm-hmm. it's like you can pay attention to that one thing and it like it'll hold true for at least a little yeah. while because mm-hmm. uh, even if it's not the rhythm if there was something else that was staying steady and the rhythm was going crazy you could just kind of keep paying attention to that mm-hmm. but that's pretty important with all the chaos yeah i think sometimes in a lot of like more complicated jazz stuff that's probably usually the bass drum uh, excuse me <laughs> the just the upright bass yeah. like mm-hmm. when when somebody's just doing a walking bass line that's staying very steadily it's like this is a really grounding thing that yep. everything else that's going crazy is yeah. sort of operating around mm-hmm. you're definitely especially as far as yeah because the drums will a lot of times be they they put accents on like it's like what in the world where is that jazz accents just go yeah. wherever they want <laughs> uh, and so does my first pick so, yeah yeah the the drums on this first song especially are just wacky doodle uh so i wanted to You're pick cute, uh, Matt. i guess <laughs> i guess my first song is is kind of chaos for similar reasons sure. i don't know yeah so it's um, this is this is a band that i had the pleasure of seeing in 2015 when they played at austin psych fest in texas and Oh, I, I went to the tent where this band was playing because I was waiting for another band that I want to see go on. And uh, these guys came on. I had no idea what to expect. And boy, did I get my money's worth, I guess, with these guys. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. I still don't know to, whether or not to make heads or tails of this band. Uh, but they totally just blew my mind in the most uncomfortable way. I don't, I, I'll let you listen to them. They're called Lightning Bolt. 
Um, they they have a whole bunch of albums out at this point. It's two guys. It's a bass player and a drummer. And interesting. They essentially, I I guess I would categorize them as metal, like prog metal, psychedelic. Uh, I don't know. They're they play very very fast, uh, and they play very very heavy. And all of their songs tend to be very, very fast and heavy. And they don't, they're, they're one of those bands that never, ever slows down. Interesting. Uh, so when I first saw them, they just like, especially live, they create this huge wall of noise. And one of the biggest elements to that is that the singer, who also plays drums, is wearing a mask that has a microphone in it. So it's this extremely muffled, oh, reverbed, yeah. washed out vocals that are just building this constant wall of sound. You have no idea what he's saying. You, yeah. yeah. But that's not the point of the band. And that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that with this heavily, heavily distorted bass, uh, and it, the bass player uses several different kinds of like whimmy pedals and octave pedals and just crazy effects. Um, so this is just one of those bands that almost makes you... It, they made me feel so tense the first time I heard them because the songs don't take a breath at all. They they just go. And yeah, like I said, listen to the drums, especially in this song, because uh, I'm not sure what kind of... like it, it's, it's pretty easy to follow the rhythm, but I'm not sure what kind of beat, if any, he was going for here, because uh, it just gets all kinds of convoluted and, and wacky. So this is Lightning Bolt, and the song is called Dead Cow. Vocalist there at the yeah. end, yeah. So the, the vocals come it sounded in. like a guitar that was going. Rear, 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 yeah. rear, rear. <laughs> so I think maybe maybe that's their intention. I don't know because they lack a guitarist, so the vocalist just kind of has a super distorted voice going on. Yeah, all kinds of wacky effects. But yeah, just imagine being in a tent with like five thousand other people Goodness. and like strobe lights are going off and these guys are on stage and no one knows who they are. And they just were they opening this. for another band. Uh, so that? it was a festival. So okay. they, I mean, they were just like on the on the list of you know the band, the gotcha. band that I was there to see was a uh, Ty Siegel. Oh, yeah, he was playing in a band called Fuzz, which is another really really good oh. band that I might talk about. But <laughs> yeah, saw these guys, and I mean, I I enjoy two piece bands. Um, I really like a band called Death from Above, nineteen seventy nine. They're more popular, like I guess poppy heavy rock band that's just bass and drums, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I, I used to think when I was younger that drum and bass music was like this kind of stuff <laughs> until I realized it's not at all. But um, yeah, so, so that drum and bass music, I always just think Powerpuff Girls theme song because yeah. at some point I realize it's. <laughs> yeah, right. Et cetera, et cetera. Man, Fun when times. are they going to bring that show back? I think they might have. Did they? Yeah, I'm pretty I sure. I think so. Uh, but you can probably ignore it and just go back to the 90s and watch that instead because yeah. that's the best. Yeah, beast. <laughs> Go but on. Yeah, uh, so that song starts like you, you probably heard just a little bit of the the strange snare accents, and then for the most of, most of that beginning, it's just you know, uh, cymbal and bass going on extremely fast. But the the more that that song progresses, it I mean, uh, 
the drums just go crazy wild. Like it, it's very reminiscent of something like jazz, but it's extremely fast. And they they speed up the tempo and then they slow it down. They're definitely not playing to a click there. Right. But it's just one of those things. That's it's that that to me is chaos for the sake of. Mm. like chaos in a song and so grindcore music. yeah <laughs> i guess yeah yeah i mean yeah. honestly yeah I mean, that's, that's it definitely was reminiscent of the i mean the drums are reminiscent of uh of like blast beats with liberties where yeah. it's like because yeah, yeah. blast beats is just like and that's oh. it but he was just doing some of that and then like, i'll do some different stuff i'll yeah. do blast beat again yeah <laughs> this this made me think that i should have talked about see you next tuesday that's okay Holy when cow. when i saw sound of animals fighting i think i was kind of thinking of that but i was mostly thinking see you next tuesday see when i was like tuesday Ooh. is wild yeah <laughs> like baby it's, it's just like god oh, jeez just mistakes <laughs> for sake of mistakes yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, I, I always tend to enjoy uh, for for a small time music that does that that just create puts you in this space of not knowing what to expect next. Well, and man, making I have you a great song for us to listen to after, <laughs> after this whole thing. But, but again, like I I couldn't I I still haven't been able to listen to an entire album worth yeah. of of mm-hmm. this kind of music because it just doesn't it doesn't appeal to me no. for a long period of time before I'm like ooh. Honestly, it was great seeing them live, but even bands that I really like like the Devil Wears Prada's album um, with Roots Above and Branches Below doesn't really slow down very much like it's pretty much it's just going the whole time like musically it's fairly various but it doesn't really take a time to stop because all the songs also transition right into the next song and all that kind of stuff so like that's a little tiring to not have just like a Mm -hmm. and the next song now well and i think to the bands that i feel like do the chaos thing really well still give you things to latch on to yeah yeah or they'll take a second to like Maybe they're still playing and they're doing a lot of things, but it's something a little bit more digestible. So you, you're like, okay, I understand now what's going on. And then here's another section where it's like, okay, I, I don't really know what's going on anymore. <laughs> but then here's something else that I can latch, like little footholds to kind of yeah. like help you come with them yeah. rather than just like straight up outpacing you and just like, I'm going to do a whole bunch of weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. And there's plenty of bands that do that, but I just don't feel like, yeah, they don't do it in a way that's particularly appealing it's like to you. They, they do it for the sake of. Yeah. just doing it, it yeah it they're feels not trying that to make way. it like yeah rhythmically appealing or to make people hum along to it they just want to play craziness for the sake <laughs> yeah. of doing it and there's really nothing wrong with that at which, all which yeah that's the thing it's it's tough because like again i can i can't help but think of people's perception of various genres when i think of those genres to some degree mm-hmm. where like people's perception of metal that don't listen to metal yeah. a lot of times is like oh it's just noise and people just doing crazy stuff because they just want to be crazy yeah. and sure that's sometimes the case but most of the time it's the case with these kinds of examples whereas the rest of the time it's like no we enjoy doing this kind of stuff yeah mm-hmm. here's this version of you know that that we enjoy doing but yeah well i mean because there's there's so many examples of like classical music that had really intense things going on yep. and a lot of the like metal bands that i think do a really good job of what they're doing like protest the hero Mm -hmm. they'll they'll talk about their songs and like yeah we were listening to a lot of like Rachmaninoff at the time so that kind of influences and it's like really Mm -hmm. huh because you're not doing that at all (laughs) Um, that's really not okay uh which i mean like when once you start to really like break down what they're doing you can see those things but it takes a little bit of digging to like see the examples and see the the similarities i think that's the difference between in my mind where uh progressive and experimental metal kind of split yeah, off was yeah. the progressive is very intentional and the experimental side is a lot more just 
uh, throw some things at a wall. Like, I'll go like this for a second. And then yeah. you go like this. Yeah. <laughs> as long as everyone remembers that, like, at yes. 30 seconds into the song, we do something wacky, yeah. then that's experimental. Well, yeah. And again, like, not even just experimental, but like, like I said, grindcore oh, and like yeah. thrash metal and yeah. stuff like that. Like, that all to me is like people making music for an experience right. and not so much making music right yeah. it's like we have instruments because we want to make a lot of noise and we're gonna make some noise for you to have a thing to like punch people in the throat to <laughs> that's kind of it like, i'd be really interested to talk to somebody honestly that makes like that primarily does that kind of music because like, what do you want because like i this? i want to be really thoughtful with all the music that i make even mm-hmm. if it doesn't sound good to some people or whatever like i'm i'm sure it does it to a lot of people but I still want to be really thoughtful and have concepts behind why I'm doing certain yeah. things. Well, yeah. Intentional other than just, I want people to yeah. mosh. I right. think, I, I think some people would make the argument that they, uh, people who make grindcore or make noise rock would argue, or even listeners would argue that there, there are really complex things happening there mm-hmm. and it's not just noise and you just have to know what's going on. And maybe it's just above your <laughs> understanding. Well, but even then, like, so listening to uh, Lightning Bolt, mm-hmm. all I can get in my head is like, if this is really what you want to do, like that's fine, but it's bad. <laughs> and, and it's not I, appealing. It, that's it's not for appealing sure. in, yeah. in, in any capacity. And just to be like totally frank, like I, I know people that can play that and mm-hmm. and play that mm-hmm. exactly because it it's not hard to do that. You right. just kind of flail about <laughs> and there's no way that guy plays that song the same way every time. I mean there's just not. Yep. Yeah. E- All right. Either he's I, the best ooh. bassist on the planet yeah. or it's just bad. And that, that's it's fine. Just, it's just total improv every time. Totally. And that's mm. fine. You mm-hmm. can do what you want, but don't then talk to me like yeah. you're making art that's above <laughs> me because that's just not true. Right. It's not art at that point. You're just trying to be edgy. Yeah. I mean, mm. and there's so much of the same can be said for modern art in the visual sense too oh, 100 percent. Like, I, yeah. I am wild on that oh, train I, like i believe you I'm, cut up a rug <laughs> and hung it on a wall that's not art <laughs> yeah i know it's the i mean and honestly even for like the simplistic side of it with like john cage in four minutes 33 seconds where it's four minutes yes, 33 exactly. seconds literally silence. and like yeah. yes you've made your point but like people that put that above certain other things like a point making versus music making like are still two different well, things and, and i would yeah. argue 100 percent that everything john cage did like past some of his actual traditional right. music pieces is was, philosophical was, more than well, it not is even musical. just philosophical <laughs> but it was performance art right it, yes. it wasn't yeah, even totally. it wasn't music he wasn't like i i struggle calling him a composer sometimes because <laughs> it's like the dude didn't make music mm-hmm. he did performance art mm-hmm. like he made people do weird things on stage for the mm-hmm. sake of making people do weird things on stage yep. to make statements yep. or whatever he wanted to talk Which about is the time. fine and that's fine yeah but don't talk like he's the, some amazing composer because like right man, I mean, yeah sure i i've heard some of his actual music that yep. he composed that sounds like music still and it's it can be very nice and inviting yeah. like there was a piano piece that i heard of his that was like it's a very like it, it's just a lot of arpeggios on a piano and it had nice it was very nice and repetitive but it had some like weird notes every now and then and it was yeah. like cool i actually really like that yeah. even the weird notes like i thought they were really effective <laughs> uh-huh i in the piece at a whole but then you get like yeah sitting at a piano bench for three minutes and 33 seconds or whatever and it's just like that's fine Mm -hmm. but why like so while we're sandwiching our conversation with good then bad then maybe good again i i was gonna bring this one up based on 
something that you were going to bring up, Chad, towards the end, but I'm just going to bring it up now instead. <laughs> um, I think I actually mentioned this before. There was a show that I went to, and the band is like fairly out there and like does some kind of crazy stuff. And they were really good. Uh, and prior to them was this band <laughs> that I'm going to talk about called Daughters that uh, is not so much good. And is interesting because... Um, Oh, can I mention what your last yeah, band? Sure. Okay, so the Fall of Troy, mm-hmm. uh, Chad's going to mention later, and they're they're really good. Um, obviously, there's whatever we'll talk about them when we get to them. But at their show, opening for them was Daughters, who the Fall of Troy was saying when they were on stage, like, yeah, they really inspired us back in the day. Like, they uh, this band's been around a lot longer or something. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. And goodness <laughs> gracious. I cannot understand what was happening. Like the people that I was with, because we it it was me and my friend James. We were going to see Fall of Troy, and we just asked our friends Andrew and Quinn. We're like, "Hey guys, uh, we're going to Fall of Troy tonight. You want to come?" Like, sure, why not? And then this band opened up midway through Daughter's set. They're just like, "I'm I'm going to stand outside until they're done. (laughs) I cannot be in here any longer." And I fully understood why. So. I mean, I'll play it and it'll just make sense what I'm saying. Like, I don't even have to say all this because it'll just make sense. But live, (laughs) all the songs also did the same kind of thing. But what's very interesting is what you're about to hear. I think they played exactly the same live, which is baffling to me. (laughs) Yeah, like, how did you do this? Yeah, and like, that's impressive, but also why? Like, you could have just made different music instead. (laughs) But it was something at least very similar to this. So this is uh, the song Fiery by Daughters. It's only a minute and a half long, and it should be probably zero seconds long. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, so I'll go ahead and play just the beginning of it, and it's, it's a thing for sure. enough of that yeah wow yeah i listened to more of their songs this mm. was like their single by the way this is approachable yes exactly <laughs> and like you could see why for a second because like wow there's a kick going doing yeah. a solid okay, beat of sorts something to latch on to <laughs> but man like i think the guitarists were doing th- the actual same thing like yeah. kind of maybe but again i don't know why <laughs> like yeah. It, yeah and all the songs were just like specific like you know minor seconds all the way up on the fretboard and like nobody wants that no yeah (laughs) well and that's kind of the thing like i I know i've mentioned them several times now but see see you next tuesday does that kind of stuff where it's like i really do think some of their music is reproducible in a live setting but it's not good right it it is it's not pleasant to listen to and Mm -hmm. and not that that has to be like like i listen to a lot of music that's not quote-unquote pleasant to listen to i like noisy things (laughs) but again there has to be some sort of foothold into something or some like underlying purpose as to why you're making this horrible sound mm-hmm. and if it doesn't have a reason or lead to anything for a specific pr- like it, it's just noise for the sake of being noise and that's not enjoyable yeah and there's definitely a line to toe there's two bands that i'm not going to play either one of them but i was maybe going to play one of them but i'm just not going to um <laughs> 
and I haven't listened to a ton of their stuff, but one of them, my friend James mentioned to me, he was like, I don't know why I keep listening to them, but I just keep listening to them. <laughs> and it's called Frontier, and their stuff is like just just barely too all over the place where yeah. it's like it's just not particularly enjoyable it's just doing all this stuff and then just on the other side of that is a band that i found that was on my discover weekly and i haven't listened to a ton of and actually talked to james about and he was like oh i played with them a couple mm. i mean my band played with their band a couple months ago or whatever but it's called car bomb and same kind of thing but just on the other side of that line where it's it's switching up a lot doing a lot of weird things but um but it's just not too chaotic yeah. to where you can latch onto a section long enough to let to lead you into the next section and just keep mm-hmm. on going from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so part of this discussion and part of some of these sorts of songs can be so chaos can be good and it can be bad and there's <laughs> things that you can latch onto and sometimes where there's just too much going on to even latch in, onto one thing and some of that can be helped by guitar tones or specific mixing or stuff like that where it's like okay this is really wild but there's something here that I can like hold on to as an anchor in whatever else is happening yeah. um, and so I I was going to talk about this band Covet and they're a three-piece band. It's a girl who does guitar and a guy who plays bass and a guy who drums. And some of their music is interesting. I, I it, It's never like super dissonant or hard to listen to necessarily. But so she does a lot of tapping and a lot of very clean, just kind of like tapping stuff on guitar. And the bass and drummer kind of follow her but do other more sporadic things as well. Mm-hmm. And so the tapping stuff is impressive and she can do it all live. Like it's very well thought out and she's obviously like a very talented guitar player, but the way that she plays sometimes it's very hard to hear like an actual melody aside from the like, that is happening from the tapping. And so it's hard because it's like all your music sort of sounds the same because it's all just like fast tapping lines that are on an odd meter to the extent that like, I've listened to, this is from their first album. It's a song called Pelagic. And I've listened to this whole album several times. And after a while, I just go, this all sounds the same. Like, <laughs> I, I like tapping. I like interesting, t- but I like it when there's a melody to it. Right. When there's something like some purpose. Again, a lot of this is just like the purpose of yeah. what it is. Yeah. But so this is this is just the first like 30 seconds of a song called Pelagic. could see how that would get pretty repetitive pretty quickly yeah because i mean it's it's cool and mm-hmm. like short bursts of that it's like oh yeah that's that's really cool i like that a lot yeah. does it, it never like so it never breaks down into like and now like a slower melody kind of thing or whatever sometimes no like okay. there, there are songs where yeah. it's just like four minutes of that but yeah. like different versions of that yeah you know? so and, yeah. i could definitely see how that it's <laughs> It's kind of how I feel about Chocolate Rain. Yeah. The song <laughs> it's just okay. too much. I, it's, actually, that song would be perfect for this. The there's no B section of that song. That's the 
All I've ever yeah. said is if there were a B section in that song, it would actually be good. Like you could one actually of these listen days, to it. Yeah, yeah. One of these days I'm going to sit I'm I'm going to write a B section of that song. Just put the exact A section what he's got, stick in a little chorus or post yeah, yeah. verse, mm-hmm. and then go back into it and and it's it'll like a, fix it. <laughs> it's just like a pre-programmed beat on a Casio keyboard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where it's the same thing the whole time. And like the piano part that he's playing too is kind of chaotic. Where it's like, I think actually kind of within that and the notes thing that we were talking about before, it's interesting taking, I think Adam Neely did this as well, took Happy Birthday and, or maybe it wasn't, I don't know, whatever, but take Happy Birthday and then move around the octaves of all the notes. So instead of, it's all the same exact notes, but changing around the octaves and it sounds like, what is even going, it doesn't sound like a melody because your brain's not able to follow kind of the, you know, big jumps, ups and downs. Yeah. Cause it's just huge jumps and i feel like that's part of why this doesn't really sound like a melody because when you're doing a lot of two-handed tapping stuff like you do get a lot of those like weird large intervals that don't really Mm -hmm. lend itself to a followable melody i can see how something like this might be appealing to a non-guitar player because from a like if you don't know anything about playing guitar or especially anything about tapping you might listen to this and think wow that's like a lot of playing really that's a lot of notes going (laughs) on and you know it, it and this doesn't like jump octaves all over the place, like something like, you know, right. that yeah, inverted exactly. happy birthday might. So it's still able to be understood, I guess. But yeah, I think really any any musician, especially who's listening to this, is going to get, you know, just that feeling of, yeah, that's cool, but it's, it's so tiring. niche. It's like, yeah, well, and not even, not, not even that it's so niche, like, because again, I know bands that do technical stuff constantly, mm-hmm. but there comes a point where you have to go, Okay, we need a melody or yeah. something. Something yeah. like Is it filling its own void? Yeah. Or is it creating one for something to fill? And mm. I think that's the thing. I like from this I could see how again we've only if just from that bit, I would hear that and be like, I'm gonna listen to this man, that's for yeah, sure. No, I mean sure. I, that's kind of what happened with But me. I do feel like if it did that the whole time, it's it leaving a void for somebody just coming in like whatever, you know, yeah. do some like a very specific melody line that mm-hmm. you know f- feels and, like you can and i think like the, some it. of their other some of their more recent stuff is a little bit better about that like it's a little bit yeah more cohesive and a little bit more like thought out as far as like the melodies and stuff and sometimes they'll have guest guitars come in like mario carminus has, is on one of their mm-hmm. songs uh, from their most recent album and they've got one with a guy named like san holo or that's like his stage name yeah. or whatever and it's i mean like some of the some of those are really like cool songs yeah. like I, st- I still like some of covet stuff but there's just the, it, the songs that just do that for mm-hmm. four and a half minutes <laughs> and just don't ever really change right. or do anything else it's like uh move to something else like i don't know just do something else yeah. i feel like john <laughs> is a perfect example of you can do all this crazy technical stuff and have something that you there's can still like follow. melodies yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and the melodies are still technical but mm-hmm. they're melodies yeah <laughs> and that's the thing what do you guys think about taking a quick break? Let's do it. Coming right back. Yeah. Hello, it's me, Mario. I wanted to tell you guys about a fun new podcast that I've been listening to. It's called Critically Acclaimed. So if you're not already familiar with this podcast, uh, go subscribe to it on iTunes right now because it's really, really good. So the host, uh, Jake Ramirez, uh, takes an album every week, like a really good album and kind of goes through it song by song and analyzes it and talks about it like way more in depth than we do on this show because this show we just get silly and dub 
But uh, if you like what we do on this show and you want to know more about some of the stuff that maybe you've heard us talk about, go listen to this. It's really, really good. Uh, he has a guest on every week, and usually they're both pretty familiar with the record. Um, he's done some some of my personal favorite albums, like uh, Hissing Fauna, Are You the Destroyer by of Montreal, who I talk about all the time on the show. Uh, he's done Summer Teeth by Wilco. He did um, another one that we talk about constantly on the show, the uh, Come On Field the Illinois by Sufjan Stevens. And every episode is very, very good. And it's usually something that you don't really know what to expect because the genres are kind of all over the place. Um, And it's not all recent music, but it's not all, you know, just dumb classic rock like I like. So go listen to it. It's on iTunes. Um, You can find it on Spotify, I believe, as well, or really like any place you can get podcasts. Uh, It's very, very good. And subscribe, leave a review, and do the same thing with our show because, man, y'all are... Y'all are a bunch of lazy bones. Get on it. Um, Mario over and out. Games! 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 Time. It's time for a game. Yes, We're going to play a game. It's a 3, 2, 1 game. 3, 2, 1, game. If you haven't played this game before, it's where I'm going to play... It's where I'm going to play. <laughs> I'm going to play right here at this game. <laughs> this so game. this game, the way it works is I'm going to play three seconds of a song, and it's up to Chad and Parker to guess it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to play two seconds of a song, and it's up to Chad and Parker to guess it. And I'm going to play one and a half seconds of a song, and it's up to me to guess it. Whoa! I'm just kidding. I already I know I was hoping you were going to change that up. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to play one second, and then uh, the dreaded half second of us the oh, dreaded half so second the last couple times that we played this you guys have done really well well and it's been, the last time went the pretty well the time, time before that yeah, I still not. think was pretty rough the, yeah <laughs> so I picked some songs that I, I thought would be we a little bit we also had a guest on a couple of those yes. times so that was helpful we did and that helped yep. yes correct <laughs> but diversifying time, the knowledge is this one gonna be hard again I hope so. Oh, man. Because that's what makes it fun to me. I'm ready. Makes okay, so fun to me. Uh, you can play along at home, too. Uh, nope. Nope. Just... Only us. Okay, I guess Our you can't time. play at home. I'm sorry. <laughs> just don't look in the show notes, I guess, because I'm definitely going to have to reference yeah, that's, these that's songs true. later. Um, 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 what's the scores? Uh, I'll, I'll go first. I, I'm regretfully informed. All I have is like 115 turnip beats. Hmm. I currently have one house, one cat, and like uh, three quarters of a baby. Oh, I forgot uh, in my back pocket, in my secret back pocket, not to one-up you now that I, it's too late. Wait, three. you do have one house, <laughs> one baby, and one, well, not a baby yet, but it's I mean, it's honest, it is a baby yet, it's just not into the It's going to come out yeah. without an arm. <laughs> three quarters <laughs> of a baby. That, now that I've referenced it, it's like, all right, it's time to happen. Uh, um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I have 400 houses, I have 400 mouses, and I have 400 Ooh. houses. Lyrics from Froggy Fresh's ah, song, The Baddest. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Them all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm glad you got that. I'm the baddest. Uh, uh, good times. So that's the scores. Yep. Um, and you at home have a really good score, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Assumedly. And, assumedly, yeah. <laughs> so this first song, you're going to get three seconds of. And it should be the easiest because you're going to get the most of it. And that's but it'll probably be the hardest think. example yeah, at the same time. So no, honestly, I, yeah. So these are these are just random points of right. the songs, okay. and they're random songs. They don't really have any. Maybe there's not do. like a maybe theme. there's a maybe there is. So and it's up to you to figure it out. <laughs> that's we've had that before. Yeah, that's all right. Here we go. Three, three seconds. seconds on the clock. 
I mean, it's if I if I knew the song well, that's definitely recognizable because yeah, that's a, that's a there. decent amount of time right there. Yeah, chunk of some riff. Chad, you want it again? One more time. Let's do it. Okay, so it's Queen. That's Queen. It sounds. It definitely sounds like Freddie Mercury. Um, you got that right. I. So the fact that I recognize that it's Queen because of the sound, but not the song, is not making me hopeful that I'll know the song. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's not. So here, I'll just name the songs that I know by Queen. Okay. Uh, Bicycle. Um, it's not Bohemian it's, Rhapsody. It's not Bohemian Rhapsody. It's not Champion. It wouldn't be Killer Queen, would it? It's not Killer Queen. Not Killer Queen. Um, it's not Don't Stop Me Now. It's not. I'm running out of songs that I know. Rock you. I, what? Is it We Will Rock You? No. No, I think that one's pretty much just the... Oh, yeah. Until it fades into uh, what, We Are the Champions? Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Options of Queen <laughs> yeah. there's, there's one big one that you guys I'm haven't sure even seen. Right. It's Fat Bang oh, Girls. Oh, <laughs> nicely done. The one other Queen song that I've heard before. <laughs> I definitely know this song. I would not have thought of it. Like it's just in the back of my mind. Man. It's just been rattling around up in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which that song I just always think of. Um, oh, uh, what's that movie called with? Mm. Um, Is that Christopher Guest? Walking. Oh. Yeah. Spinal Tap? Spinal Tap, yeah. This oh, is Spinal yeah. Tap where they play... Big bottles. Yeah. <laughs> They're all where playing, they're all playing bass. basses. <laughs> and he has like, what, like four kick drums or something? Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, okay, side note. My favorite thing about that movie... Um, well, a lot of good things. The... The people filming it, the cinematographers and all mm-hmm. that, are real documentarians. <laughs> that they just wanted to hire real documentarians to get that right feel, uh, yeah. and didn't really know or get that <laughs> it was so parody. Great. And they're like, "Why are we following these guys around? Like this is so <laughs> weird." But they were doing it. They were like, "All right, this is a documentary, I guess." So they were treating it fairly legitimately, <laughs> and That's then awesome. it turned. You know, it's parody yeah. the whole time. Oh yeah, I, it definitely has the feel of a real documentary. Yeah, which just adds to the the humor. <laughs> It's so good. Uh, All right, two seconds. Two seconds. Here we go. Ooh, that's familiar. Uh, Was that Foo Fighters? Twas. Was it uh, Learn to Fly? Yeah! Holy crap! How does the rest of that song go? (gasps) I've heard that song a couple of times. You're so good at singing. Man, I, you're so good. I don't know where I pulled that one out of, to be totally honest. It was. That was Learn to Fly by Foo Fighters. I'm sure I've heard that song before. I can't I can't place it. Look into the sky, save me. All right, cool. We'll listen to it. Yeah, so I'll, I'll get an idea later down the road in my life. Sometime. <laughs> All right, one and a half seconds. One and a half seconds. Here you go. Here we go. What? <laughs> um, okay, so it's very classic. Mm, classic, as in like classic rock. Yeah. Mm, think, oh. think again. Uh, think I, again, I, I'm chopper. Thinking, you Play- know what? Now that I touch my brain, I'm thinking <laughs> it's not classic rock. <laughs> Let's try and find out. Oh, mm. it's These... way more modern. Okay, it's not ridiculously modern, but it is uh... like mid two thousands or something. Yeah. Yeah. Is it something within the veins of like the Black Keys or something? 
Boys. Yeah, uh, there's Seven Nation white Army. Uh, white Stripes. It's not That's Seven Nation Army, no. It's but... not the White Stripes. Okay. It's not the Black Keys. It's, I... I guess you could say it's vaguely related. Uh, the only reason I asked is because I'm not going to know in that case. <laughs> like the Black Keys, I know they sound like something. That's as much as I know yeah, about the Black they're, Keys. They're usually they more like, like something. dirty guitar playing yeah. than bass yeah. necessarily. Let's, let's do one, one more shot and then get a hint of some sort. Uh, I'm going to just start throwing some things out real quick. Sure. Uh, like Franz Ferdinand. No. Arctic Monkeys. No, but you get you guys. It's it's indie rock. It's, okay. It's, it's okay. In oh that wait, vein. the Killers or mm. the Bravery? No. Okay. Wow, the Bravery. You're so just pulling this, that one this out. particular <laughs> part of this song. Yep. There are eight of those bass hits before the the chorus hits. So cool. that is that is the end of like a verse yep. right there that you just heard. There's eight of those kick beats, and then it goes into the the chorus. I believe you. <laughs> you don't know well, enough about it to refute I might be lying. you. I, I don't know if that helps me particularly. Um, um. And then something else. I this assume. song has a pretty odd time signature. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, geez. Somebody at home is yelling. Yeah, at no us. joke. Just screaming at their car windshield. <laughs> this band consists of two synth players. Okay. They and other people, but right. the, uh, the synthesizers are the main uh, intriguing part about this band, especially this album. This was the debut album Arcade by this Fire? band. No. Okay. Is this MGMT? It is. Oh. It's MGMT. This isn't kids. It's not kids. It's, it's uh, is it time to pretend? No. no or, the bass line uh, of this song is electric very- Electric feel? Yeah. Ah, yeah the only other song yeah. of theirs I know. <laughs> Shoo! Man. Okay, well, I definitely know that song. So, have you ever seen them live? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're wild live. It's very different. Or at least it was in that time period. The one time I saw them live, they were so unenthused to be there. It was kind of a letdown of a show. I saw them at Bonnaroo. I think it was a 2009 year. They played like right before Girl Talk or some Mm. crap. And I mean, Mm. I, I just remember leaving that like. There was way more guitar there than I would have thought in any of their records. So mm. that's really interesting. Only, yeah. only so vaguely related that it barely even counts. But nevertheless, here we go. Um, <laughs> Rebecca Black. So yeah. obviously yeah. related there. Right. Um, uh, so she had Friday was a song that came out. And then after Friday, I had a song called My Moment mm-hmm. that also existed. And it was about how like this is her moment in the spotlight and blah, blah, blah. And no, it was not. It, her moment was long <laughs> before yeah, that. No. Anyway. And so <laughs> she, uh, the music video of it, like, has her in, like, a big city, kind of like a Las Vegas, like, this is my moment. I still remember the melody line, which I'm surprised by. I don't, good job, Rebecca Black, is all I'm saying. Uh, but she's, like, <laughs> she's dancing around. But then there's that. also a bunch of scenes that shows her in the studio and with other people in the room, like, you know, recording and stuff. But the other band members in the room, it's like playing a, a mini grand piano and electric guitar and the drums, whereas the song is obviously like all synths, yeah. bass, and electric drums, like program yeah. drum stuff. <laughs> but I was like, no, you just don't need those people in there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like, stop. Just doing it for the video. Yeah. And doing I mean, maybe there's just piano and guitar back there. I need to listen to it again. And like, because I just remember laughing at it and judging it a little bit at the time. I mean, for fairly solid reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but, they do that a lot on like, Shows like Saturday Night Saturday Night Live too. They have mm. like a full band, even mm. though it's obviously a backing track, and it's always lip singing yeah. on there. But yeah. it's like, wait, why do you have two guitarists? Like, is it just pianos? 
Yeah. Like this song is literally just pianos. Uh-huh. And you have two guitarists out there. My guitar sounds a lot like a piano, especially when it's not playing and there's just a backing piano. track of a piano. 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 I'm a pianist. Fiozze piano. Anyway. Piano. Piano. Uh, this one is one second. Three, two, one. Blast off. Uh oh. Oh wow. Do it again. Jeepers. Jeepers, Jeepers creepers. creepers oh, Shortcut that one. <laughs> All right, here goes this. I feel like that little drum bit should be indicative of music. It is. That's why I put it in there. Yeah. Indicative of music. <laughs> it should be in indicative case, of is music. Is this music? <laughs> this, the drum part seems really to good. suggest, yes, it is. <laughs> one more again. All right, one, one more again, as you said. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Um, man. So it's kind of a, a little bit like there's some uh, ethereal, ethereal kind of stuff. stuff. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, um, I don't know why I want to guess like 30 seconds to Mars a I, little bit. I, you know, I had no. thought about that. Like the kill or yeah. something. Yeah. I, I thought about that. I don't that. even, I would not know a song. It's because I've used that one before. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you did. I guessed that one correctly. I yeah, remember I, that. Yeah, now. and I do not know it. <laughs> um, okay. Dang. So kind of ethereal, a little drum bit. Uh, I mean, hmm, it's so here's a here's a hint. The, yep. This is the, hmm, I guess technically the third song on the album, but the first song is a very short intro. It's only seven seconds long. The oh. second song is essentially the same uh, melody as this song. It's just way slower. Huh. It's the same chord progression and the same rhythms, uh, just a lot slower. And then it goes into this song, which was the big hit off of this album. Too bad I don't like any of the music that you know. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I would know. I'm just kidding. Well, this, this uh, album was pretty hugely popular. It, you know, and I can like, I feel like I do know what this is. Um, I mean, not so that I can. Is this, is this Coldplay? Mm-mm. No. I thought that too. Yeah, man. Oh, the man. the uh, it, atmospheric like it's not you too, is it? Background stuff is not like. Don't think no. it's oh, like okay. a okay. like a stadium rock kind of thing. Yeah, because the whole song isn't like that. Mm. It's not you too at all. It's no, not otherwise you would have said no. that it wasn't. Mm. Um, let's do it one mm. more time. And I have oh. some good news. Oh wait, is it Newsboys or something? No, <laughs> no, okay. no that's what I was that like. That would be uh, bad news. Uh, oh, that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that hint was good? Like yeah. that's a. Uh, how is that a good hint? Mm, that's the name of the album. Oh, uh, the album's called Bad News. The album is bad called news for, Good, is that good News for people who like, like bad, bad news. news. Oh, yeah. um, what is the big song off that record? Uh, Float. Uh-huh. Is, is that float on? It's float, float on. on. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. That is, that is the a... only song I know by Modest Mouse, and very man. barely at that. I well, if, you're if right. That a, is a big for a second uh, there. I got mixed up on what album Float On is on, mm. um, but then also just hearing one second of that, I yeah. like I kind of get it now. Yeah. But just mm. listening to it did not sound like Float On. Yeah. Here, Holy let me play cow. it again and see if it. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, I yeah, hear it right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. Not That's ethereal funny. bands. No, really. Yeah. I mean, they have some noisy yeah, stuff, no, but not, sure. not like spacey ambient music. Right. No. Like Interesting. All right. Yeah. I got one more. I, I am ashamed. The final diggity. <laughs> as they one say. half of one second of one half of a song. Well, well <laughs> I guess it's not even a half of a song. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It's something. It's something. Let's find out.
<laughs> Wait. Is it Sexy Sax Man? No. Is it Baker Street? No. Oh. Was that not... a sax at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I thought it was. You want to listen to it one more time and I'll tell you what it is? Uh, are we let's, not going to guess it? Oh, no, you can get No, okay. I mean, like, I'll tell you what that thing was. Oh, that oh, oh, gotcha. let's listen to it we'll time. find out. You don't even have to tell us because I'm about to tell you it right after this. Yeah. I have to start the thing over. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right after this. Is that just a high singing voice? Yeah. Is that like the darkness or something? Yeah. <laughs> Is that I believe in a thing yeah. called love? <laughs> it was. Woo! Oh, that was great. That's that, very no, good. Man. Thank you. Yeah, I've practiced that. <laughs> I, okay, so this, my, this my whole vocal game. rudiments always consist of the darkness. <laughs> the darkness song. This, uh, our whole game today was pretty much me asking a slightly pointed question that would set Chad up to actually know what it is, whereas I have like barely any idea, and I'm very happy about that, that outcome. Because <laughs> it, it puts very little requirements on me. Yeah. <laughs> so good job, Chad. For knowing stuff. I'm trying really hard. Chad earned a whole baby on this one. <laughs> My wife will be so happy he's that gonna, she's getting the whole thing. Yeah, now. he's going <laughs> to get it in March or something. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. Goodness. All right. That's the end of the game. Uh, yeah. Should we continue on discussing the things? We surely should. Yeah. Sure. Surely. Don't, surely. Don't Man, I wish that. I knew somebody named Shirley so I could. <laughs> My mom's name is Sheila. That's that works. There's My a really awkward commercial that Which I saw last night on Hulu also that was about like an office and it had a bunch of prairie dogs and it was like, did you hear Craig and Sheila broke up? My parents' names are Craig no! and Sheila. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Call my parents. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure with Carlton and Shannon, I will never have that occur. Parker and Ashley, that's my parents' Carlton? name. Carlton? Carlton. Yeah. Like, it did sound like you said Carlton. <laughs> Carlton. Hey, I'm Carlton. Yeah, on the other hand. Carlton is probably fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would probably never happen. And uh, the prevalence of the name Parker, that's kind of building up. Parker and Ashley, that, that could Parker happen. Parker and Ashley flows off the tongue. Yeah. Parker and Ashley. Too, yeah. Thanks. Parker and Ashley. I, we practice a lot. Parker. <laughs> we float off of other people's tongues. When we meet people, we say, hey, Parker and Ashley, and then like Just make them practice say it. Say that a their, couple of times for yeah. me. I'm really good at hypnosis. What's your What's your couple name, though? It would be like Par- Parkley? Parkley or... I mean, maybe Asher, but Asher. that's just, like a, that's a whole other name. Asher? Asher? What, what do you want me to ask her? <laughs> what would you like me to ask her? Asher? I barely know her. Oh my there it is. Goodness. Oh my goodness. On that note. <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> oh man, a lot. Oh, you guys want to hear the joke of the day that from yes, today? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So again, if you haven't heard other episodes, I've got a joke a day calendar and it's got some really punny jokes on it. Um, they're pretty fun. Uh, the one, well, this one's actually, this one's from Saturday. Uh, once you've seen one shopping center, you've seen them all. <laughs> and uh, the one from yesterday that I liked a little bit better. Um, a woman, it was on a cold winter's day. A woman texted her husband. Uh, he was off to work and she said, windows froze. Can't. Oh man. I can't remember exactly the phrase. Can you turn it uh, off and back on? Again? Well, it was uh, <laughs> window. Well, I completely ruined the joke. <laughs> but the premise is, okay. uh, yeah, Windows froze, can't open up. And the guy says, oh, just get some lukewarm water, pour it on there, and, and tap uh, it with the hammer. Yeah. It'll open right up. And then, 
well, computers were all screwed up now. <laughs> so yep, you're supposed to it think is. it was yeah. oh, a window yeah, pane. Like, like oh, he wow. thought it was a window pane yep. and gave her the advice. Exactly. Also, though, never pour warm water on your windows. Uh, what are you doing? That's going to break them. I don't know, man. But he also don't said hit it really hard with the hammer. So that's that's the yeah, important also part. Also, don't do that. <laughs> uh, don't works. do either of those. Well, I messed up some of those jokes, but you one know what? Three times it works. Everybody fine. just imagined that really good jokes were told, and let's mm-hmm. laugh at them uh, you can like just, this. You can just edit it in, like swap what you said around, and I will. I will <laughs> just do some crazy editing right there. Husband on a winter's day. <laughs> That's really what you should do. Just say all the words in different tones of voices, and then or piece them together. Just like a just edit note. it all yes. in reverse, and then just have Ooh. like a, a reverse. Track there you going record on it. Joke. Have you ever tried to do that with like a, a sent? I tried to do this with Audacity back in the day, and it was the best. Uh, recording myself saying like. I wear shoes and then, and then listen it to it back and pronounce it backwards. exactly yeah. and then Ooh. like she and then just pra- <laughs> and then record myself saying and then it flip it back around and it sounds like I wear shoes yeah <laughs> and it's it really sounds fun. horrible it's but, so great uh, yeah. So anyway, chaos. chaos things. That that's kind of chaotic. I mean, it wearing shoes is quite chaotic. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my last thing that we sort of talked about earlier is the fall of Troy. Yeah. Um which is a really great post-hardcore-ish like metal technical metal technical hardcore thing i don't know they they fit into a lot of like yeah. subgenre kind mm-hmm. of things uh, but they were a three-piece uh band that had thomas Eric playing guitar uh a guy whose name escapes me playing bass and a guy whose name escapes me <laughs> well the other two members changed like yeah. thomas Eric is really the only one who sustained like the entirety of the band whereas and he is really the heart of the band I yeah feel like. I, for the most part like he is what made that band unique like the bass player and the drummer are both really good yeah, for but sure. they swapped in a couple of times with some different people and i think the most recent shows they've played have been the original lineup yep. again. Um, that sounds right. But anyways, so their first, uh, well, and actually their second album is where they actually gained a lot of popularity. It was uh, an album called Doppelganger. 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 And it had the song like FCP Remix, which was very much their biggest song. Um, and the least like hardcore of any of their songs. Uh, it only had a, a slight bit of screaming, whereas <laughs> everything else they did was like crazy chaotic and very screaming and very And the screaming the too, like just for context, I guess, like for people, it's not chihuahua. like, it's not so much like hardcore yeah it's not that it's yeah. very like just yeah. kind of crazy very high yeah. pitch kind of stuff so it's Angry honestly Chihuahua more style yeah like, it's yeah. more palatable because it's more like high-pitched yelling to some degree yeah. your throat if you do it long enough yeah, right? exactly. uh, pretty much which like is probably why he did less and less of it yeah the older the band exactly <laughs> uh, he, he transitioned to much more of like a prog metal vocal kind uh-huh. of thing and um, but anyway uh, this is their opening song off that album called I Just Got the Symphony Going and all of their music is fairly chaotic like they switch around to a lot of different things they do a lot of different time signatures and the, all of the parts are very like all over the place like he, he just has a very frantic guitar style um, but kind of what I was talking about Covet and like you know there's not a very strong melody or even the parts she's doing are very complex but there's not like a, a melody or something to latch onto like the fall of Troy has always been really good about having little handholds everywhere they're going. Like they'll have crazy sections and they'll have like really weird stuff going on, but there's usually a melody to mm-hmm. what he's doing. Even if it's a crazy guitar part, like there's still something there that is the melody or even when he's doing something crazy vocally, like there's a really regular rhythm or they'll go from a section of like crazy polyrhythms to like a, a chug beat. Like there is <laughs> just a rhythm to let. There's lots of little footholds to kind of go and latch onto the whole time. 
Um, but this is just the, like I said, the opening track of their their second album. So yeah, you get a lot of that sense of like, there's a lot of things going on and it's like, there will be brief moments of just like, what's happening, what's happening. And then there will be a guitar line that is more regular for you mm-hmm. to kind of latch onto and like, okay, that's where we are. We can go into the next section or something. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. And I, I feel like they do a really good job of the discordance kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but fitting in well, at least honest, this is the album I know really, or eh, quite well of theirs. I listened to it a lot back in, yeah. I don't know, 2009 or so. Than any of their other and then, albums. yeah, I listened a little bit to the one after this and then completely fell off after that. Um, I've listened to just about everything they've done. Mm-hmm. And this is still my favorite album yeah. that they've put out. It's, it just, I feel like it does do the best job of just using all <laughs> of that. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, like, it, yeah, it's always, the most like inventive songwriting yeah, to me. Yeah, like, for sure. The most interesting anyways. Mm. Yeah, no, I, uh, the, another one that I, I'm going to talk, or the last one that I'm going to talk about, uh, I've got honestly like a lot of examples. There was, um, <laughs> it, just as a recommendation, I'm not going to play it at all, but the band Oranges, they've only got one album, all their song titles we were talking about before. It yeah. came out in 2015, <laughs> but all their song titles are like the typical 2006 screamo emo band, like really random, silly song titles. But, XDXDXP. Yeah, exactly. And like, <laughs> I don't know, just random stuff like that. Um, the, but their stuff's really good. Like if you like some of that, you know, kind of post-hardcore screamo kind of stuff, they also have a lot of jazz kind of bits in there and it changes a lot pretty rapidly and it's just, it's, it's really fun. Um, so go ahead and give that a listen. Another one I was going to talk about maybe was Invalids. Their, specifically their first album, Unoya, Unoya, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's, it's written there. It sure is. Yeah. <laughs> and they, Vowels. yeah, right. And they have a lot of tapping stuff and it's pretty much just yeah. one guy. I think it's two guys, mostly one. And then his friend plays bass on everything. But, um, a lot of tapping bits that just don't quite, I don't know. It sounds, it's all over the place. It's kind of chaotic, but like clean guitar tapping stuff mm-hmm. as opposed to, I don't know. So that's fun. The, but the one I'm going to talk about is actually as cities burn and oh, they've nice. got less and less chaotic over time, but their first album is, is does kind of what I talked about last week when I was mentioning he is legend and just missing the days of the uh, of music that was complicated but not like distractingly complicated or very intellectually complicated. I mean, obviously, I think all the members knew what they were doing, but it's it it's one of those where you don't really notice that it's kind of going all over the place until you sit down or jump kit and it's like yeah. I'm gonna play along with this yeah. song <laughs> yeah. and then you realize. I can't, I can't. <laughs> without really kind of taking a second to think about it, yeah. um, which I did for sure a couple of times with their first album. Um, and so there's a bunch of different songs I could play. And actually, uh, so Cody, 
the guy who's he's the singer in the later albums and he sings some in their first album mostly it's his brother tj who screams and sings and um so cody is a bass player originally and played in like reggae ska bands um and so that's kind of his background and playing bass in that but then he started playing guitar instead for as cities burn and just started writing guitar parts but doesn't wasn't like didn't really know how to write them like a guitarist he talked about this in some podcasts i listened to which is really interesting because the songs then end up taking this different kind of structure instead of him being like, I'm going to do chords and now a lead part. It's just like two lead parts that are just doing their own things. Kind of fit around hmm. one another. That, exactly. That all fit around each other and the drums are just solid enough to kind of hold it all in place. But the guitar parts complement each other well at the same time. It's, mm-hmm. it's not distracting at all. So um, actually, I'm going to play two little bits from this song. This is on their second album. So it does less of this, but... Me, whatever, it's still, I'm going to pick this one because I wanted to. The song's called Empire, and it's really, really, really good. Um, So I'm just going to play the way beginning and then a little bit like into the bridge before it kind of dies down for a second where, um, yeah, I'll talk about it when we get there. Okay, so that's the intro bit, and that, I mean, first, mm. I, mm. I'm i so used to it, I don't hear yeah. it as two kind of disjuncted mm. guitar parts, but they're definitely doing different things, but they also, like, same rhythm, and the notes actually... Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the consonant version of the first example. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Like they do, they move in different directions a lot in different intervals, but they're all like very constant. A lot more intervals. easily digestible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds like just altogether music to where you can pay attention to one of them and the other one's not trying to fight for your attention yeah. at all. But then you can pay attention to the other one. They sort of are a part. Right. Like mm-hmm. the two of them make one part. Yeah. Which kind of reminds me, I guess, of the guitar thing you brought up last week, Matt, with uh, that. Well, what song was that? The Eagles or. Mm. Uh, maybe it wasn't the Eagles, um, but it was playing uh, acoustic stuff. Oh, Pink Floyd. And, oh, it was Pink Floyd. Oh, Pink Floyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, classic rock bands. Um, <laughs> They're all the same. Yeah, when it was like and it sounded like just one guitar part. So yeah, there's that, and then I'll also play real quick the bridge-ish part in this song. So, and that part, man, I just love that part too, yep. especially that one hit That's where it huge. all comes together yeah. right there at the end mm-hmm. yeah. and it all kind of fits together. And I, I've done this exactly like directly stolen from this song <laughs> or the concept, not the exact parts or whatever, but kind of like, eh, you know, sparse drum beat and then a guitar part that's kind of doing something and they're like, kind of a bit. And I feel like in this space, if that was the whole song, it kind of be garbage. Oh yeah, no, yeah. 100%. But in a small section like that, and when it's so controlled, like, you know, they know what they're doing when they have those big like hits. Yep. Like that helps it. A, have a groove, but B, makes it all feel more cohesive yeah. than just... And some of the little guitar slidey bits in between there are something where, as opposed to Daughters, who should not know how to do the exact same <laughs> weird, awful part every single time, I don't think they're doing the same it's part. It's just flavor. I, I think, yeah, exactly. Like, live, 
I bet Cody's just going, you know, playing something legitimately random based on yeah. that exact section. But then when mm-hmm. he comes back into it, it's coming back into it. Yeah. As opposed I mean, to that being the part. We yeah. had a part in one of our low beggar songs, essentially towards the end of the song where we were going into a really big section, but I took like a, a tapping guitar part and then just like after two passes through that part, just stopped Mm-hmm. And just made as much noise with my guitar as I could and like screaming into my pickups and just like yep. kind of th- beating that guitar up a little bit just, just to make a bunch of noise with distortion and all this stuff. But it it was always like within the confines of everybody, what everybody else is doing. And so you all, you still have this strong backbone of something's happening. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of extra like flavored noise right. that's going on around it. Yeah, I think but. the the measurement, like the counting where exactly all that chaos is going to happen, it still keeps it structured yeah so, uh, so you can have those little moments of you know not not exactly knowing what everyone's doing and it might be totally random but yeah as long as everyone is on the same page of this yeah. is when we're gonna do this <laughs> yeah. as opposed to something like they're daughters, not shocked which is, by like yeah <laughs> it's like yeah, everyone's exactly. playing whatever they want whenever they want to do it um yeah that's what my last example is i think i don't know i want to i brought this one forward because it's really divisive i guess this this artist uh captain beefheart <laughs> is probably the most divisive artist that I know of. Uh, half the people that you talk to would put him in the camp of one of the smartest and most intelligent musicians ever and composers, and the other people might say he's just a crazy, psychotic person. Who I'm going to say he's the musician. most intelligent, crazy, psychotic, intelligent musician. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I've listened I've to, never heard his stuff, so I don't know. We'll I've find listened out. to Captain Beefheart for a long, long time. Uh, and I'm still on the fence as to whether or not he's good or bad. I personally don't have any of his music on my playlists. Like, I'm not going to shuffle through his songs and be like... It's not like a casual listen. It's definitely not a casual listen. But I think, especially recently, I've kind of come to realize, like, okay, I get the appeal. I get why people would think he's a genius, um, he put out an album in 1969 called Trout Mask Replica, and it's arguably the most bonkers, out there, experimental, I guess, classic rock album that uh, has ever been made. And uh, I'm going to play a little bit of the opening track that just give you like the first 30 seconds to just give you a tiny taste of what this album contains and uh i want to i want to get you guys' opinions on it and some other stuff afterwards but this is a this is called frowland yeah frowland off of the album trout mask replica my smile is stuck i cannot go back to your frowland my spirit's made up of the ocean and the sky the sun in the moon in all my conceits so <laughs> that's the first 30 seconds of that song i think my thoughts are exactly what i think they should be yeah which please. i mean is probably a given because they're the ones that i have <laughs> Smart. You're, wow, you, you're observation. allowed to have opinions? No. There you go. There's my thoughts. No, um I mean, yeah, I I I feel like there's like the root of a normal song that's in there where it's like I mean, arguably a well, a, a normal weird song and then they just he threw a lot of other 
mm-hmm. making stuff up stuff well, on top of it. I just wonder, it. like, I know that Captain Beefheart was inspired by a lot of outsider music at the time, and, and he's got albums prior to this that are normal, weird songs. I mean, they they have they're normal as in like they have a rhythm and understandable yeah, structure. Like, structure. Uh, the majority of this album that's missing. Now that's not to say that every song sounds exactly like this. Like the second song on this album is just him, like basically kind of talking vocals uh, into a mic, and it's muffled and distorted. But it's got some kind of rhythm, like acapella pace to it, I guess. So my, I guess my question is like. Because some people that you would talk to would say, like, no, there are extremely complex polyrhythms going on there, and every musician is so tight together, but they're just, like, they're all kind of in their own worlds while still being super tight. And I then, mean, I, but, I, like, I don't know I don't know if I hear that. Then the question, the question at that point is, does intentions matter? Mm-hmm. If that's true, yes or no, I, mm-hmm. I have no way of knowing. Mm-hmm. If it's true cool does that change right. the end product and does it make it sound like just because i can respect something doesn't also mean i i mean it is it's hard because intentions just in life are such a big you know if somebody meant to do something really nice but acts like someone meant to bake me a cake that was going to be delicious mm-hmm. but it turns out i'm allergic to a weird ingredient they put in there yeah. and then i die because of it like yeah. they're not a bad person for accidentally killing me through this weird cake mm-hmm. but at the yeah. same time like i died so yeah. <laughs> i guess, still did i guess the the thing that i have to respect about an artist like this is like at the end of the day call it great or genius or call it terrible yeah i couldn't replicate that And I think that's the point. Or what I want to. Okay, so that's (laughs) exactly this. This really does fit into that category for me of performance art. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, because it sounds terrible. (laughs) Uh, I I mean, truth comes. I'm not not trying to be like. No, you're right. It does. I'll I'll just. Yeah, no. I I just think it sounds terrible, and I don't think there's any way around it to. To just to justify like oh no you know I mean he's doing like this guy's doing do. it's kind of like people who analyzed uh, mm-hmm. whatever Jonas Brother played at like the Grammys a few years ago and played a terrible solo oh yeah and Nick people Jonas. were like well you know if you analyze all of this solo no. it's like doing all this stuff and no, it's like he, he just he just messed up a solo yeah and that's yeah. fine and I know that they're analyzing it as a joke <laughs> but some of this kind of stuff it's like this guy either did it as a performance art performance art thing to troll people yep. at the time or he did it as a joke <laughs> and people then went well i really like his music so i have to like figure out a way to like this <laughs> yeah, yeah and exactly and i see people justify stuff or like try and fix things that other people have problems with uh-huh. like i i mean i know somebody who i really like bon Iver. i mm-hmm. love his music i have loved his music for a really long time but i had somebody tell me one time oh you know like his self-titled record is just so ingenious because like he wrote his lyrics and like sang them in such a way that like you can kind of hear other things or like you might mishear things and like he meant for you to mishear something and it's just like no yeah stop like he didn't meet he just sings with so much reverb and falsetto that you can't understand him and that's fine yeah you don't have to justify that for him he's making enough money that he doesn't need you to apologize for (laughs) him and and that's that it is what it is but like I, I, it's not good. Yeah, it's I, not good music. <laughs> I mean, it reminds me. Like, I'd be curious to hear if. Uh, so, actually, and I mentioned this to Matt. You and I were talking earlier. Um, there's a Sufjan song. I, I think I can't remember. I haven't gone back and listened to Illinois in a while, but I think it's. 
in Detroit Lift Up Your Weary Head, but I don't know. Um, but there's a song where there's a guitar solo that just the guitar solo sounds a little bit like in this direction mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. and like doing weird things. And it's it sounds kind of good, but also kind of like, that guy does not know what he's doing at all. And I think, I mean, I'd be curious to talk to Sufjan and find out yeah. what he thinks. But I'm pretty sure it was completely intentional. Where yeah. It's like, yeah, it's just supposed to sound like it's not that great. Well, and that's, yeah. that's, that's the difference to me between yeah. like something that's flavor and a song that otherwise has structure and right. otherwise sounds Yeah, like a guitar normal. solo in a song that has structure is yeah. different than... Than just yeah. four minutes or however long the song is mm-hmm. of just like people doing random stuff. I mean, yeah. again, there's John Cage pieces where it's like, here's a piano piece. And then there's a guy on a trumpet going. <laughs> yeah. And there's somebody slapping a guitar and then the pianist stops doing the normal thing and just goes. And that, that is the same thing. Yeah. This is the same thing to me. It's just it's performance art. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even like. At this point, you have to start considering H. John Benjamin's jazz album. Yeah, right. And going right. like, okay, <laughs> then he's a he's a genius. Like, yeah, he, right. He may not have taken any piano lessons, but he's a genius. Like, yeah. it's real music. Yeah, I mean, you kind of do have to start seriously considering that yeah. kind of stuff. Because yes, he did it as a joke. But at what point are people going to be listening to that fifty years from now? Going, oh man, he just he had a gift, and I can't yeah. believe people made fun of him at the time. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. Like uh, H. John Benjamin's really funny, and I really like that he went into a studio with a bunch of jazz. <laughs> like I like what he did. Yeah. I wouldn't listen to it seriously, right. but uh, yeah. yeah. If you if you didn't know H. John Benjamin, who did like home movies and Bob's Burgers and a bunch of stuff, did a jazz album called I Should Have dot 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 learned how to play piano <laughs> and he got a bunch of like really accomplished jazz musicians into a studio did not tell him then that he did not know how to play piano and like they all played really cool stuff and wait he, he didn't tell them he doesn't no, know how oh no, they had man, no idea. that's great and so then he starts to play and it's just like garbage hot garbage because the guy does not <laughs> yeah, know how to right. play piano at all Oh man, which is so funny. Good. That's that's so funny. It's very funny. Not good music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess there's still that difference of these guys in, in this band, Captain Beefheart and his Magic Band. They are accomplished musicians, I guess, in their own right. They know what they're doing. They know how to play their. And that's why I think this album's a joke. Exactly. Yeah. But that's the thing is, after so many years, so many people have like talked about this album into the ground and it it is so divisive that like people aren't joking when they say no this is a seriously complex album and it, you know like like we were saying it doesn't matter how complex it is it's the end product that really matters right. and it sounds like hot garbage but yeah. <laughs> it's like i guess you have to still question if it is really that in depth and it's just beyond our simple i guess understanding then what? Why? Like, right. Yes. I mean, what, I think what that's are the they thing. hearing that we're not in the chaos conversation? There's no question. Like it's a hundred percent. This is chaos, which makes it in, yeah. in a way that it, makes it, it bad. Yeah. Like that conversation, mm-hmm. it easily hits the meter. <laughs> like yeah. in that in that game with the hammer and the ball thing yeah, that hits yeah, the yeah. bell. Like it blew the bell off. It's just out there. Yeah. It it comes into the bigger conversation of is it music <laughs> like well, yes yeah. <laughs> technically it's music but like you know in yeah, the same way that like slapping a wall and yelling is, is music right. and I there's, mean, there's some intentionality sure. obviously that went into that but it's just like there's I, I think it's a question of like can you can you objectively say like this is very good for such and such reasons like no you can't say that objectively about anything so anybody that claims that about really anything like totally. just shut up like it's yeah. gonna be okay <laughs> yeah 
And that's that's the real answer here is yeah. that everything is subjective. Oh, every yeah, aspect of everything yeah. that we've talked about tonight is completely Except up to the listener. Except for this. This is bad music. Except for this. <laughs> you don't have a say. This is bad. I, I really want to know you're who right. listens to it. Like, I mean, I'm sure there are people that I'll are say this much, crazy people. A few months ago, Third Man Records put uh-huh. out like a reissue of this album on vinyl. Goodness. And it sold out like in a day. Because a lot of people that and that's the thing I that mean, bugs me is the same so many modern people listen art to this. sells out like I mean it sells for True. millions of dollars yeah. so just <laughs> so but that and, alone doesn't and I, mean and I guess that's kind of the overarching thing is like if something connects with you fine yep, like you're totally. allowed to like what you like and you're allowed to find meaning and stuff. I'm sure plenty of the stuff that we played for anybody. Who, I apologize yeah, no, to anybody well, who got this far and doesn't listen to metal. Like you got yeah, a bunch of gosh. examples. <laughs> that, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I mean, and, and you're exactly right. Like yeah. the only reason a lot of what I played sounds like anything to me is because I've listened to it a million yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, and that genre as a whole, I know God love my parents. <laughs> they have listened to me, listen to yep. a lot of metal and just been like, I, I don't get it. Why mm-hmm. are you listening to this? Uh, and that's fun. That's, yeah. they're just a different background. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know some of this stuff when it gets into that performance art territory, cause I, I really appreciate art that takes some amount of skill or some mm-hmm. amount of, uh, honing a craft and there's not to be pretentious about it, but there's something frustrating about watching people who have talent or, or not even let's take talent out of the equation and just say people who have put time into mm-hmm. being good at something, just throw it out a window mm. um, and, and do something that doesn't sound good or yeah. isn't like enriching yeah. in any way other than like, it's a funny joke. Cause yeah. I, I mean, for, for people who obviously are accomplished musicians, that's the only thing that I can think this is, is like, mm-hmm. we have the money, we have the time, we have the ability to just like make this joke record. That's going to be nonsense <laughs> that eventually people will defend. Guys, we should, we should make worse exactly music intentionally. Cause then people will argue about it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I don't know. And, and I, I, I still believe that there are people out there yeah. who listen to this as a casual listen and they, enjoy this on a non-ironic level on a, on a non-joking level sure they enjoy this and maybe those people are pretentious because i guarantee they'll say <laughs> i just don't like what's whatever else is out there this yeah is, that's all so it's the only thing that whatever. connects with me it's the only thing that connects. matches yeah. my soul man it's hard i wish like i would so love to talk to so many kinds of people that listen to different things or write different things or whatever and the one specific i mean i'd also love to talk to the ones that are pretentious about whatever they listen to but like again we talked about folks that write thrash core grind core that kind of stuff like what's the purpose there and, i just want to you know, understand yeah like, i would love like obviously i don't right <laughs> i think and so either i don't or i do and i'm just right that it's a joke right yes <laughs> i think maybe the, maybe the the best answer is because they can yeah, yeah. i mean really that's uh, yeah like yeah. i said they, they had the time they had the money and the ability to do this <laughs> yeah. yep that's an album name because i can and because then just like do really random stuff every song yeah all these ideas well, <laughs> i guess we'll just never know but if you know and you want to tell us about it or you want to tell me how wrong i am about so many things i have i have put forth a lot of opinions in this episode <laughs> especially right there at the end i've made some very judicious choices about like what is good and bad music uh if you want to specifically tell me i'm wrong uh write a letter physically write a letter mm-hmm. and then just put it in your garbage and quill. <laughs> um, <and> quill. <laughs> i will have a lovingly uh very 
pleasant discourse with you in person. If you can find me, please don't try and find me. Um, but anyway, I already it, did. Yeah. If you want to uh, send us an email, you can do us there. I, I will respond to the email. I have our email, so I, I can see that and stuff. Yeah. Or uh, if you just want to reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, not specifically about this or to tell me that I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, you can, but you don't have to. Just like help us uh, talk to us. We want to hear your opinions on stuff. If you have some chaotic songs that you know that you want us to know about, or maybe we forgot your favorite chaotic song example, uh, just let us know what it was and send us uh, send us some examples of that. We want to hear from you. Um, other than that, please rate and review us on the iTunes and whatever other platform you can possibly think to rate and review us. Um, probably, probably on Craigslist. <laughs> Uh, make sure to tag it with one dollar <laughs> and then give an actual dollar amount in the posting of the Craigslist. Uh, ad. Yeah, of course. That's yeah. my favorite. Look, thing. Oh, it's a one dollar uh, 2015 car. <laughs> but they're asking for twenty five hundred dollars in the <laughs> anyway. Uh, thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time here on Joyous Eclectic. Joyous Eclectic. Later, Smackerator.